I'm Risa Williams, and this is The Motivation Mindset. And today we have a special episode of the show called The Time Lab. And this is an expert edition where I invite back former guests to the show to try out tools and report the results. Joining me today are former guests, Trevor Stockwell, a leadership coach, Erica Curtis, a frequent guest to the show and co-host, a fellow author and therapist, Ezra Werb, an educational therapist, and Shigofasu Endemain, a writer and PR strategist. They tried out a couple tools for a week and let's see how they did. Thanks everyone for joining me today. We have a special episode of the show called The Time Lab. And in this episode of The Time Lab, we have guest experts who have previously been on the show and they're returning to test out the tool, The Inspiration Journal, from my book, The Ultimate Self-Esteem Toolkit, which is in stores now. And in this Inspiration Journal, they were supposed to keep track of things that inspired them throughout the day in a bullet journal, which is basically just making little notes to yourself. So it could be something as simple as you saw a nice painting you liked or a sound of something inspired you or a conversation that you overheard inspired you. And the whole point of this is to tap into your creativity more on a regular basis and also start to look for patterns in the things that are starting to perk up your inspiration. So when you read your inspiration journal through to yourself at the end of the week after collecting a bunch of things, you start to notice insights and patterns about yourself that maybe lead you to do inspiring things. So I'll start with Shigofasu. How did it work for you when you tried the inspiration journal? So I, one of the first things I did is I went back to your, to your book and I read um, the chapter on the inspiration book. Mm-hmm. And the big thing that came up was specifically about daydreaming. And it's just, yeah. I was such a daydreamer as a child. Yeah. And so it was like great to kind of be reminded of that. And the fact that like, it was, I would sit outside in my grandmother's garden for, for hours and just like let my brain wander as much as it needed to and wanted to. So that was a, like, that was as a starting point, that was a great reminder of just like of my own capacity to daydream and yeah. then giving myself permission to kind of do that throughout the day. But it was also the reframe because I have a gratitude practice um, that I do every single, every single morning was kind of like, okay, I, I know how to scan my environment for things to be grateful for, but yeah. I don't know how much I've scanned my environment for things to inspire me. The assumption That's has always been, yeah. you know, that inspiration, it's just going to come at me like, you know, it's just going to be a jolt while I'm doing something. So it was quite a, it was quite a new experience actively looking for things to inspire me. And I know one of the first ones was, was I, I recently got this vanilla this vanilla scented candle. I've been needing new candles for a long time. And I recently got this one. And the one day I shifted it to my working desk. And as I was working, I kind of just like, I lit it up and I stayed at, as, stayed at the candle for, for a little while. And I ended up just kind of thinking about, um, about fire and how much I love, like, you know, just fire as, a, as an element. It reminded me of... Um, 
a memory where I was sitting around a fire with some friends a couple of years ago and one of my one of my friends he was playing guitar like it just you know it was such a lovely memory and then I kind of thought well I've got a guitar that's been sitting in my corner for years and have not played it wow so maybe I should be taking guitar lessons like it would be nice to do that uh-huh. um and so look how quickly that it. one candle led you there. Like just thinking know, about a candle is like, okay, guitar. I mean, our brains are amazing. Right. All this creativity yeah. is inside of us. And sometimes it's just mm. about unlocking it and giving it space to exist. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so for some reason, staring at the fire, it like unlocked mm. that pathway. You yeah, know? no, definitely. Especially because usually like if I, if, if, if I did something like that, then my brain did start to wonder like coming back would kind of be like, well, you know, like get back to work now. Like this is, yeah. you know, like the productive the part of our brain. Yeah. Kind of. Get productive, focus, yeah. like what were you busy with before? So it was really great to, um, to kind of just allow it to happen. Although, I mean, I must say it was still a, like it was a new experience having to scan my environment for those moments of inspiration. Cause I just like, it's not something that I've, I've necessarily intentionally done before. Right. And I like what you're saying, because it is a little bit of a different flavor than just gratitude, mm-hmm. right? Because gratitude is, I appreciate yeah. this. This makes me feel good, right. right? But inspiration, maybe there's another layer there that's connecting things in our brain a little bit more. Like, why do I like this thing? Why is this mm. inspiring to me? Is something good to to think about. Erica, how about you? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I had such a different experience seeking cues of inspiration um, in contrast to or instead of seeking, you know, what I, I know we've talked before about like seeking glimmers or seeking, you know, um, moments of like happiness moments, like happiness, pleasantness, right. Those cues to the nervous system that go, ah, right. That I often take time throughout my day when I'm driving, when I'm walking, you know, just to go, ah, right. Yeah. Time I was noticing that I was sort of keen into objects, sounds, um, that I typically wouldn't notice. Uh, I mean, even yesterday I was in my office and I was looking around my office and I've been in this office for almost eight years. And for the first time ever, I saw a very small, it it looked like a thumbtack hole or like a nail, a very small nail hole where somebody in the past, probably the previous tenant probably had something hanging there and there was a small little <laughs> and you're like, where did wall. this hole come from? I've never and, seen it. <laughs> and I'm looking around and I'm going, is that inspirational? Is that inspirational? Is that inspirational? You know, I'm just like listening to my nervous system. And, and it was funny because I was bypassing my ah, like my typical cues, my the art in my room, the plants in my room. And I was like, no, that's not that's not that. And then I go, ah. Wow. <laughs> it's like a and and then I just looked at similarly looked at it for a little bit and I my mind just started you know my creative mind started kind of like expanding the hole and going into the hole in my imagination and nice. did that make a neat art project it looked like a white canvas with this small little hole and where did that hole lead to and you know and so it kind of it was almost like a little door I love that opened up and it reminded me 
which I, I haven't done for a long time. When I was in uh, at university, I was a double major in cultural anthropology and studio art. And so for art projects, I used to go to Home Depot, which is, you know, a giant, you know, like a home repair shop, right? Like uh-huh. pipes and wood and, you know, toilet seat covers. I mean, everything, right? Yeah. And, and nails. And, and I just would walk up and down the aisle, just up and down the aisles looking for inspiration. I'd look at the shapes. I'd look at the yeah. colors. I'd look at the textures. And I wouldn't even necessarily use those materials, but I would just go there because there was there were so many different shapes, colors, textures, and I would spend concentrated amount of times just seeking inspiration. I love that. Because and- when you think of Home Depot, that is not what comes to mind. Typically, <laughs> it's very utilitarian. But I right. love that you're wandering around and it's sparking that kid brain, you know, that yeah. artist brain inside yeah. of you. Yeah. And at that time, I mean, I was in the throes of arts, you know, studying art and making art. And so part of my regular task was finding inspiration. Yeah. And I certainly moved away from that. Uh, and so I found over time of doing this activity, I have started to just generally feel more inspired. Oh, good. And so, you know, I'm working on a book right now, which is can be grueling and feels like hitting your head against a wall. <laughs> And and I have been feeling a little bit more inspired. Like I feel like the art activities, the therapeutic art activities that I'm coming up with um, now, it's like I see something, I see a plant, I think of a seed and I go, I can create a therapeutic art activity based off of the concept of a seed and what's inside of a seed. So I feel like it's now translating into my work. That's so cool. Yeah. And it's funny because you can do different types of mediums, but they can all be affected by seeing a hole in a wall or seeing a doorknob you like or a lamp that for some reason makes you feel a certain way or a candle. So we can tap into that part of our brain that connects us to all these ideas we've been storing up just by kind of relaxing and getting in the moment with it more and it's giving it a little space to come out and play with Absolutely. us. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It felt like my brain was playing with me, which was really, really lovely. Yeah. And when we're kids, we play with that part of our brain all the time. If you hang out with little kids, they're always exercising that part of their brain. They're sitting there on the ground, staring at an ant, making up a whole story about the ant or a leaf or sticks or any of these things. And we kind of lose that as adults because, like we've discussed, the productive part of our brain kicks in, you know, the endless to-do list, the tasks, the responsibilities. And in a way, that kind of crushes that creative spirit that wants to come out and have space to play and drift off. So one neuroscience study I read while writing the Ultimate Self-Esteem Toolkit was about daydreaming and how when they've done studies about daydreaming, they find it's very beneficial for the brain. Not only is it relaxing your brain, but it's forming all these complicated connections inside of your brain. So they actually found that people who say they daydream a lot tend to score higher on intelligence tests overall. And maybe it's just because there's so many parts of our brain we're just not using throughout the day that we have to remember to use a little bit more. Ezra, what are your thoughts on that? I had a completely different experience. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. So, so I'm listening to all this stuff about daydreaming and imagination and creativity. And I, I want to be in that space. I'm not, I'm not there right now. I certainly have been in the past. And yeah. I think the inspiration book 
I, you know, that, or the journaling, I would, I am going to use that once I am in a space ready to find inspiration. My week with the inspiration went, went differently. First of all, it was a very meta experience for me to just think about what does that word mean to be inspired and yeah. how many different ways can we be inspired? And do I, you know, experience inspiration on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis anymore? being so caught up and, you know, I just took on a new job a year and a half ago and I'm so in it, fast paced and it's intense and it's nonstop um, my days anyway. And when I get home, I'm, I'm exhausted, right? But my, the inspiration that, that the things that I ended up writing down for me, you know, you, I think you mentioned something about looking for like pattern, seeing people do things out of their comfort zone, get a positive response from that was something that inspired me during the week. My, my partner, I was inspired by her. She goes and does an acting class and mm-hmm. acting is not out of her comfort zone, but just the idea that she's getting herself to this class and, and putting that time in and getting home very late. And it's an exhausting thing for her was inspiring to me. At my school in 10th grade, they have to do something called a personal project. The students kind of advisor on it. And he had talked about that, how he, this kind of ties a lot of things together. He used to write creatively and he's constantly making up stories and he has full stories in his head. And I encouraged him to do his project about writing, starting one of his stories. And he ended up doing it over the course of five months. And he wrote the first five pages of, of a book, but he didn't want to get up and present it. So they did a whole presentation thing um, the other day. And he was really scared to get up and sort of have a, a board showing what he did. And he did not want to print out the book originally. And then the day of the event, he decided to like be in his, be in discomfort and he printed it out and he even showed it to people during the event. Yeah. And it was so cool to see him smiling, uh, when he was doing it. And I asked him about it and he said, yeah, I was smiling because I was really nervous and uncomfortable. Said, <laughs> but he did it. And then a third situation was I had uh, students that math was just the bane of their existence, essentially. And I set them up with an online math class and they got to present their final project. And they invited me to come on and to see them engaging with math with this cool project that the teacher did with them. It, it was, kind of that third instance during the week of seeing people outside their comfort zone and seeing such a positive response. So for me, this sort of inspiration, while I I really want to be in that creative, imaginative daydream space, I'm just not there right now. But that sort of thing seems to be where I'm at now. Like seeing people overcoming that sort of discomfort to to do something that they should do, you know, something that they'll benefit from. Or yeah. just to break through that, I think was, was really inspiring for me. And I think it's telling for me that those are things that stuck out to me. Right. I want to be able to put myself in those situations more uh, these days. So Yeah, so sometimes it's there. about just seeing that and getting insight to where you're at on your own personal journey with things and thinking, wow, that's really cool. That's what I want more of. You know, I want to experience that more in my own life. And you connected the dots so well between a bunch of different experiences. Yeah, and I... You know, writing it down, I actually, because it's throughout my day, I just, I did it on my phone. I just kept like a journal on my phone. So I have this journal now. It actually also enabled me to like on my train ride home, I could, I added to it and I looked at it. I like saw a pattern. I think it was yesterday. I'm like, oh, interesting that those three things are sticking up. out. It's so funny to me. I've been keeping an inspiration journal across like three years. I write it every day. And it's so funny to me to watch my own brain learn things. <laughs> like I'll learn the same thing over and over again that inspires me. And one of the funny ones I'll share with you 
is I was flipping back before this episode. I'm like, what's been inspiring me lately? And I realized the word synchronicity was there like four times. I'm like, well, I guess I like synchronicity. I like when things match up, like someone says something and then I hear that song later. But sometimes it's just a word like that. I don't remember why I wrote it down, but something happen that spark that, you know? And so maybe those are ideas our subconscious is playing around with that's just running in the background, that if we're not seeing it before us, we're sort of not aware that this keeps triggering us throughout life. You know, Trevor, how about you? So it's, uh, it's been a really interesting um, sort of exercise because like one of the affirmations I have, I've linked it to a habit where every time I go for a short walk, to take a break from the screen. I have this sort of affirmation where I say every time I walk, I get inspired. So I get ideas for sort of writing and things like that when I'm out about walking. Mm-hmm. Um, but to actually then notice and recognize what is it that's inspiring me, um, I have to recognize it because I need to write it down. So it was like an accountability of I want to use this tool. I want to note down what inspires me. So I'm training my brain to recognize almost the prompt. So a lot of what inspires me, I link to personal growth, leadership development. So how does it work in a practical experience in life? What can I learn from it? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been really interesting because while I was walking, um, I recognized several different things over a period of a week that inspired and triggered, reminded me certain things I'd learned before, um, but maybe was not actually doing right there and then. So one example is where I live, we've got some grass over the back near the garden and a lot of red kites. So birds of prey, they fly around um, looking for mice or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're amazing to watch. And I always try and sort of gaze and look at them as I'm walking around. Um, And I realised again, they're kind of like eagles in the sense of they sort of find the thermals, the wind thermals, and then they saw and sort of float on the thermals and i noticed that they only really use their wings so the effort part is to get them to those thermals yeah. and it's like are we using our effort so that we stay in our strength zones and when we're in our strength zones we saw we're kind of we're not really we're in the flow aren't we as to use that term yeah we're not striving so much so we're where we're supposed to be operating most of the time and I thought, that's interesting. I'm not sure if I hadn't sort of said, right, I'm now going to start jotting down things that inspire me. I'm not sure my brain would have recognized that to the same level. Yeah. Um, it's so, like connecting yeah, the dots. And now you've got yeah. this visual analogy of a concept you've been playing around with that yeah. you can teach your clients that they'll grasp, you know? So in a way, you were kind of looking for a visual analogy of something maybe your brain was playing around with anyway. Yeah, absolutely. It's powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Once we're intentional to take that first step of, right, I want to try and focus, I want to sort of train my brain or my awareness, if you like, to recognize things that inspire me. Because like, I'll get ideas and I'll jot it down and then I'll sort of, carry on but to actually think okay what was it about it that actually gave me the idea um and a lot of the time it's the environment around us isn't it there's lots of things that can inspire us if we if we almost pause to allow ourselves to to get curious to get creative to to get inspired about what's around us um but you have to be intentional don't you i think that's the thing 
when I'm not intentional, I don't spot stuff the same. I'm not as curious as I'd like to be about certain things. Like you say, the responsibility gets sort of takes over. You just go through doing the things you need to do. A lot of the stuff you enjoy, but there's a creative element that's missing a lot of the time. And right. I think we suffer ourselves when we don't allow some some level of expression to be creative. Right. That's what I've personally. Right. right. I, I completely agree. So when I've used this tool, it's worked for me when I'm in a good mood, but it's also worked for me when I'm going through hard times or when I'm extremely burnt out. And I've used it with clients who were ex- experiencing intense burnout. I know Shigo Fasu on our episode, we talk a lot about burnout. And clients will say, I don't remember anything that's fun. I'm so busy right now. I'm so overwhelmed. I don't remember anything I'm curious about or feels good to me. And this will be a starting point sometimes with clients when they come to me like that, because I know if I can get them looking out at the world, scanning for little things, and you want to make it so it feels easy, right? So you want to explain. These can be little tiny blips. This could be a bird in the sky or something. And I don't want you to think about it too much. I just want you to start writing that list. What I find is if I can get someone to sign up to do this for a couple weeks, those feelings of burnout start to lift a little bit and they start to remember parts of their brain that they've forgotten how to use because they're under so much stress. So I'd like to encourage all of you to not just wait for happier times to look around and see what inspires you, but also to tap into this when you're going through hard times, when you're feeling exhausted, because it helps us connect with parts of ourselves that we may have forgotten forgotten are there, you know, and parts of our brains that we may have forgotten how to use on a daily basis. So thanks, everyone, for joining me today. I had so much fun talking to you. You all provided so much wisdom and insight that I hope inspires listeners out there. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us, Teresa. To learn more about tools discussed on the show, Please click on the show notes to find out about guests and references discussed here, and also check out my books at theultimatetoolkitbooks.com, including the Ultimate Self-Esteem Toolkit, which is in stores now. To learn more about upcoming episodes, please visit risawilliams.com or follow me at risawilliamstherapy on Instagram to find out about future book giveaways and episodes. I'm Risa Williams, and we're out of time for today. Thanks for listening.